and action. Once again, thanks to everybody who chose to spend some of their holiday loot at PowerMovesWithMikeBurns.com. And also thank you to the daddies following the Insta at PowerMovesPodcast and all the true players who've shared their own stories to PowerMovesWithMikeBurns at gmail.com. We are growing stronger by the day. Today's show is piled high with all the toppings, and I know you can dig it. We're talking about a pilot who steals an F-15. F- F-16, is that a plane, Brooks? Um, yeah, it sounds like one. Well, he steals an F-16 to go and get boned. We talk about an Whoa. idiot who crashes his car trying to drive like Ace Ventura. A listener <laughs> gives you the Christmas booze advent sack. That's a new item that this man has invented. It's fucking fantastic. We go further into the peace style debate. We're going to get really deep into this more. It's not dead. It's not dead. We're not done with the peace style debate. Over the pants, or through the zipper. And we're going to talk about the holiday drinks at Applebee's and Chili's. And my favorite, a lady daddy gets personally erotic in a dry cleaners. And there's also so much more. Live from Los Angeles, whoa, California. You're listening to Power Moves, Daddy. Power Moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making Power Moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan, rocking a cold one in each hand. My buddy Dave and I are Americans, just making Power Moves. Ripping heaters and chugging paps. Natty lied with no class. Blowing shit up and chasing ass. Yeah, we're making power moves. Yeah, we're making power moves. Right to a Detroit groove. Just all American dudes out making power moves. And we're back. Thank you, Rich, for that lovely song. B-dubs, Brooks Wheeling here with me as always mm-hmm. on a chilly Los Angeles day. It How you doing, cold. bud? It is cold. It is mid-50s, and uh, I don't like it. It's crisp. It's crisp. It's That's crisp. How, we're both Midwestern boys, and I tell you what, we've got, we gotten soft. I'm so soft. We are S-A-W-F-T. This is, this is soft. Tank top weather for Iowa City. Right. This is... if it. When it hits this in March at the University of Iowa, this is when girls wear jean skirts. Oh, yeah. I remember when it was like 56 in Michigan in the in the winter or in November or whatever. You would get so pumped. You'd go outside in like shorts to go yeah. play tackle football so in the backyard. Yeah. Now, both of us are dressed like hobos. Yeah, we look bad. We just walked to the store uh, to grab a beverage uh, before the show here and... I, I, I remarked that both of us look like we look the, like the we should hobos be living who live down with, on the corner with in the, the homeless people who we live around. Except for our, our hobo clothes are expensive and overly priced. I don't know. I got some holes in these. Yeah, but that's a nice American apparel. Sure, or, sure, or, uh, sure, sure. Alternative apparel sweatshirt. That's yes. a, that's a fifty dollar gray hoodie. Okay, all right. You're oh do I do you not want me to talk about your fancy sweatshirt, Brooks? <laughs> don't blow up my. The dumbest thing I've ever done was bought a. Uh, um, $1,700 coat in New York one time. I that's, remember when you did that. That was, that's, that, was the, that was the peak of I'm going to be a movie star thought. I remember you had that, that uh, fresh SNL money and you bought <laughs> a $1,700 wool jacket from, from the, the 1920s. From the 20s. Yeah. So basically trash. If it, gets, if it gets wet, I've had to get it repaired so many times. If, it, if snow touches it, it breaks in half. And how much was it? Seventeen hundred dollars, and people think it's ridiculous. 
to sell my camel cash sweatshorts for seven grand. Yeah. Those are fucking awesome. Those are dope. Those See, are dope. that's what I'm saying, Brooks. All I got to do is keep those out in the echelon. Yeah. And someone's going to pick them up. Yeah. My dad can never know how much that jacket cost. He would fight me. Oh, he'd fucking kill you. <laughs> what? Uh, exciting news. Um, we're launching the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Power Moves with Mike Burns. Is that right? Is that what the name of the I show is? I don't do Power the show. Mike Burns. Anyway, uh, we're going to start doing a whole bunch of really, really cool stuff on there. So you can go check that out. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. It's all explained there. I don't want to get into it because we have a fucking monster show, Brooks. Okay. And we got to keep rocking and rolling. Let's get into trying to do my thing. Mm-hmm. Brooks, you don't want me to talk about this story. Well, but I'm story going is, to anyway. I'm ashamed of it. It's too good of a story to not share with the daddies. Sure. So you... <laughs> You shit on a towel at okay, a hotel. Hold by on, accident. man. You're, you really, you just went into the story too hard. I, I know, got, but I got. I, I, it's my show. I was in. We get I was doing shows in Ventura with Carl Hess. We had a we had a real nice hotel room, like two, like a suite upstairs, downstairs, two ba- two bathrooms. It was great. That sounds um, fantastic. But I'm I'm hanging out with Carl, which means we're eating decadent mm-hmm. and drinking nice wines and eating like uh, kings. Yeah, I call him King, a hung, Hungarian King, prince. Prince Carl yeah, prince must Carl. have the, the finest yeah. of oh, the yeah, menu. Oh, items. yeah, you shuck your own oysters at this place. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just got out of the shower and tumbles a little rumbly, and I thought, I sharded the towel. I sharded it, and it got <laughs> on the towel. Were you standing up or sitting down? I was standing up. <laughs> you shit a towel. So and did it, it so just I was run like, down the legs? Or? No, it was just a little bit, but it was like enough to where I was like, this is terrible. But it blasted straight out into the <laughs> towel. I wasn't happy, man. I was freaking, I was like, I, 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 I like crumpled it up and I asked Carl, I was like, Carl, I got to go throw this towel away. I, and he's like, no, but every, he goes, every, like, uh, he goes, oh, hotel cleaners, they've seen it all. Don't worry about it. Sure they have, but that doesn't mean that's okay. <laughs> I, I was so sad, man. I was like, I just told Carl, I was like, this sucks. And the last place I wanted to talk about it is on a podcast, but you, I told you about it and you're like, we have to. And I was like, I don't want to. You shit a towel at a hotel. We have to talk about it. And then what did you do with the towel, Brooks? Well, Carl was like, crumple it up, put it in the corner, wrap it in another towel. Like, it's not, it's just, look, man, I, I'm ashamed of all of this, and I don't like that we're talking about it. <laughs> well, I see, I love hotel towels because towels are the worst part of your laundry. They, 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 they pile up, they get mildewy, they're, they're a disaster. They mm-hmm. take up so much space in your laundry, especially if you have to go to a laundromat like, like we do. And uh, so when I go to a hotel, I love to clean my sneakers off with, the uh, towels. Mm-hmm. I like, there's piles of fresh white towels, and there's I, so and many if, towels. It's great. And if I'm on vacation or if I'm in Las Vegas or something, I'm probably wearing a, a nice higher end pair of Jordans or something that I, I bring out for special occasion. And I want to get them wiped off and keep them crispy. And I always feel bad because someone must think that I washed a fucking car or something yeah. with the hotel towels. Well, the hotel towels are the hotel towels are, are terrifying, and I feel bad. And um, left a tip. I had an awful Sunday, Brooks. I had an awful Sunday. It, it's, it started out fine, and mm-hmm. it went fine for the majority of it. But again, you know, on Sundays, all day football in the fart chair for 12 hours. We are scumbags, dude. Here's what I said honestly to Mike. Maybe Monday, I go, I don't think we're doing it right. <laughs> and you go, what? And I go, everything. Literally everything. I think we're doing it all wrong. And you're like, no, no, no. We no, got no. dealt a bad deal. No, we had no. some bad breaks. Sure. Either way, so you're hanging out in your fucking stink well, chair. I fucking, 
I got all ready for bed at like one at a reasonable time, one in the morning. Uh, I made myself a glass of bedtime water to bring with me, and I and I sat down back down in the fart chair for like two seconds to check something on my phone. Cut to 5 a.m. The the sun is coming up, and I'm waking up. So now I've spent, I, let's see, I, I got into the fart chair at 10 a.m., and I was in that fart chair until now 5 a.m. the next day. This is You did this last night. You slept on the couch last night for no reason. Last night was different. I only had like... Couple glasses of red wine and a little couple tokes of weed. I wasn't getting banged up. I was. It was a very chill, uh, uh, sophisticated evening. Okay, <laughs> sophisticated I, evening of you watching the Food Channel with your fucking girlfriend. This is true. I must have gotten up in the middle of the night to piss and accidentally did the go back to the couch. I don't know, man. I think you're just getting old, dude. Like you just fall asleep random places. It's weird. <laughs> it's possible. It's weird. I might just be dying. Yeah. I'm going to find you dead on the couch and just be like, well, shit. Now me and Melissa <laughs> are going to have to split rent. <laughs> Brooks, you pulled a fucking power move this morning. You thought out the soup that I made. <laughs> the soup was so good, man. I know it's good, Brooks, because I fucking made it. And what I do after Thanksgiving, I take the turkey carcass and I strip it down from the, from the turkey meat. And then I take the carcass and I boil it to make stock. And it takes like four hours. And then I freeze that stock. And then I take that stock and I make soup with it. And a couple days ago, I made turkey and rice soup with the stock. And it was fucking fantastic. It was so good. It was like the best soup I've ever had. So then I froze a portion of it so that I could have a nice meal next week with some <laughs> crusty bread because it's getting chilly out. I love to make soups. Come out this morning. Brooks thawed out the soup <laughs> and then ate it. <laughs> like there's a big difference between eating a couple slices of someone's leftover dried up fucking delivery pizza and thawing out a finely crafted meal that took hours. And then here's what Brooks says. Oh, I'll make you some more soup. I don't want your soup, Brooks. <laughs> I was, dude, I'm trying to do my thing. All right. I got up. I'm going to get fucking egg soup. noodles and water with some chopped up zucchini in it and some lunch meat. Dude, it was, it was so good. Reheat it. I mean, I put it. It gets better. Yeah. It's back. That's in why I fucking froze the soup, Brooks. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, yeah, you know, I, sometimes, you know, power moves isn't just, we really live the power move lifestyle. <laughs> It was a power move. You came out and I was like, I don't know what to tell you, but I'm enjoying it. God damn it. Yeah. Brooks, I have something really exciting to talk about. Okay. Uh, you know, like we always talk about the MyPillow. What are you looking out the window? You're, you're, like, you're like a dog looking out the window at a it's squirrel. It's raining. Oh, is it? It sucks. Oh, man. It's cozy as fuck right now. No, I was going to go run. All right. Nah, you don't need to run. We talk about the MyPillow guy being a crackhead. Mike mm -hmm. Lindell, yes, right? My, cra my crack pillow. But what we forget about is it, you remember Billy Mays? The oh, OxyClean yeah. guy, the OxyClean guy who was just as high profile as Mike Lindell, the crackhead my pillow guy. I'd say more high profile. He had a great show called the the Admin or something. It was on his something show. like that. It was great. Well, Pitchman. Do you know how Billy Mays died from a heart attack from coke use? Yeah, I knew he was. His like, heart blew up from coke. Oof. At fifty in two thousand nine, and I remember this happening. Yeah, yeah, he was all over everything. Yeah. He was he was he was Mike Lindell, except even bigger. He was doing his thing. Yeah, which was, his thing was narcotics that will kill you. Yeah, when he dies, they find a whole bunch of antidepressants, tramadol, hydrocodone, oxycodone, uh, traces of that, coke, Xanax, Valium. 
He is a fucking Whoa. cocktail. He's a walking cocktail. Like and fucking, this guy acted like a cokehead. He's like fucking Carrie Fisher. It's like it's like <laughs> stuff they find in a shark's stomach. So what are all TV spokesmen just like driven to be dope heads? I don't know. I don't think you I don't because think the, you, like I saw a commercial for the flex tape guy. It's like this super tape. Yeah. And he's uh, just one of these other pitchman yeah, he's, guys. He saw he saws a boat in half and then tapes it back together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He makes a whole dune buggy mm-hmm. out of a fucking tape. Yeah. Well, like now I watch these and like, is this guy a meth junkie? Yeah, is this for meth sure. Head? I mean, like, I don't think you, I don't think you moved to LA with the aspiration to be a, to be, to sling, uh, oxyclean. Right, so but a lot probably of probably like you know fighting some demons. This is very true. He could have just been a failed actor who, yeah. who tested and got cast as the oxyclean guy. But yeah. guys like Michael Lindell, that's his product. Sure. And then you have the flex tape guy. I just assumed that the flex tape guy. Invented this super duct tape. Yeah. Oh, I was I was talking the other day to someone. I forget who it was, and they didn't know I was. There was maybe just at the airport or something, and there was a. No, it was somebody I knew, but I was like, I just don't. I don't like Subway lately. Ever since I don't know what happened to their spokesman, but like, ever since he left, the product has gone down. And they're like, (laughs) they're like, wait, do you not know what happened to Jared Fogel? I was like, no. What happened? He, I loved that sandwich. They're like, dude, dude, he's a child molester. And I was like. No, <laughs> someone someone thought they got to break the news to me in 2018 that Jared Fogle had been uh, accused of not accused, convicted of child, whatever he did. But lots of things. He lots did all things. the things. We were talking the other day about do you think he's still getting raped in prison? And I was like, yeah, for sure. I don't think that you get raped in prison and then like somebody new shows up. They're like, oh, it's a subway guy. And somebody's like, he's had enough. Hey, I mean, to be fair, most subways are open 24 yeah. 7, 365. Yeah. Hey, we, we got to him. Like he's had Fogel's enough. Let, 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 let him be. Butthole. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Either way. He, he's got to be getting It's just a fun destroyed. thing to say. Complain to your coworkers. Ask them what happened to the subway spokes guy. Uh, and they'll be like, what? This is the, the, uh, this is something that, Comedians have to deal with because you forget that you're talking to someone who doesn't know you're a comedian. It knows you say that most of what I'm saying is insane. Just horribly insane, yeah. uh, offensive things. And yeah. they think you're dead serious because most people are stupid. Right. We have a, yeah, Barry Rothbard had a good point. He's like, if, if they mic'd up any of our conversations on a hike, we would be kicked out of the United States. Oh, sure. We would just say crazy shit. Crazy shit. Cross lines. Don't yeah. mean it. It's just fucking... Oh yes, you're just you're just testing out material and seeing what your friends will say. Amen. Way whoa whoa whoa. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> yeah oh boy. Whoa. Yeah. I think the best reaction in a private conversation between comedians is not uh, a look of disdain or or like you, you. I can't believe you said that. Right. Or just a chuckle. The best is. Oh my god. Whoa, <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Yeah, yeah. You got to really. Yeah. <laughs> and then they and then it's like the the. Uh, what are they called? The slingshot. It's yeah. like you, they pull, you pull back the rubber band and then yeah. that big laugh comes. And those are the best sure. laughs. A hundred percent. Yeah. We had, yeah, we, a friend got hurt and it was crazy. And I made a joke and they're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I was like, come on. He'd make the same joke. Right. Yeah. When I was in the hospital, uh, with a blood clot. Oh I, yeah. You, uh, you came to the hospital and I just rolled in and unplugged a bunch of machines. <laughs> I almost died from a blood clot yeah. a few years ago that I had in my leg and Brooks comes in and what was the app that people were all Vine. Were, I was big on Vine. You were popular on Vine. Yeah. And Brooks just starts making a Vine video <laughs> of unplugging all the electronics yeah, that really are funny. used to keep me alive yeah. for a few days. Yeah, it's funny. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. I brought you candy. I posted it. Yeah, I brought I you thought, candy. And I thought I, it was fantastic. I brought you candy and came in slinging jokes like fucking people are there all sad. I was like, this is hilarious. Burns might die. Oh, I thought it was funny. Yeah. I mean, if you're almost going to die, you might as well enjoy it. Oh, for That's sure. That's my policy. Let's get into some power news you can use. The Our- former head of the Vermont Air National Guard was ousted from his position after using an F-16 jet to fly to Washington, D.C. for a work trip and allegedly to visit a female army colonel who made him tingle. What? <laughs> Quotes what? in tingle. Colonel Thomas T.J. Jackman resigned in 2015, but the circumstances were revealed only recently when the email exchanges between Jackman and the unidentified woman were released. The woman reportedly sent photos of herself to Jackman, a veteran of three tours in Iraq, and wrote affectionate emails between December 2014 and January 15. So she's sending the nudies. Oh, She's sending nude pics to Jackman. Nice. T.J. Jackman. Yeah, that'll make you tingle. He writes back, you look beautiful. I can't help, help but notice every part of you. <laughs> oh, God. That's <laughs> so gross. Oof. Every part? Yikes. Yeah, you're naked. Just say, no, I can things. see your pussy. Oh, cool. boy, no. Yeah. <laughs> wrote ja- you look beautiful. I can't help but notice every part of you, wrote Jackman, who is married. Uh-oh. Ding, ding, Yikes. ding. Yikes. Fun seeing your name pop up in the inbox. Always makes me smile. And then in parentheses, and Tingle, he wrote in mm. another email. Ugh, boy. Tingle is like how your parents or your father will describe what your penis feels like when you have sex. No, like, it's just, like I don't a, even a, like, I don't a, like that we're even talking about this part. Hey, you gotta, you got a real, you got a tingle and then. You gotta uh, move forward, man. I mean, I'm trying to talk about sex talk tingles, Brooks. All right, all right. I think it's very relatable. Everyone's had the sex talk with their parents. My father said the word tingle and now it's stuck in my brain as. An awful, awful dark place. Sure. The two then tried to meet up in January 15 as Jackman was sent to attend a conference at Joint Base Andrews near Washington. Um, The emails show that the woman talking about meeting him January 27th to 29th. Get the 27th here soon, she wrote in an email. I'm going to the mall today to check dresses. Look forward to seeing the real deal in person soon, Jackman emailed the woman shortly between the trip. So then what he does is he uses his authority to take an F-16 to a base near the Pentagon. Holy shit. They get book hotel rooms, and then he gets busted by the Vermont Air National Guard because a fucking F-16 is missing that he took to go get some sniz. Oh my God, dude, just fucking get a plane ticket. They order him to take a commercial flight home. And now Jackman (laughs) denies having a romantic relationship with a female army colonel and is reportedly working as a postmaster. He's like, he's denying till you die. Oh my God. If you steal an F-16 to go get laid. And then they catch you with the F-16. You obviously... You, it reminds me of like, remember when Charles Barkley got pulled over for speeding at like five in the morning and the officer's like, ask him why he's, he's speeding. No. And Charles Barkley says, man, I'm late to go get a blow job. <laughs> it's fucking real. <laughs> Look it up. Wow. Charles Barkley. And then he says something else. He elaborates like, to be fair, it's like a really good, it was a re- really good blow job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Josh Barkley's the fucking best. He's framed in our living room. Dude, one of my so all-time he, heroes. So this guy stole a plane. Mm-hmm. They caught him with the plane. Yes. Flew home. And they then make he him, says, can you imagine the sadness and anxiety and <laughs> shame that you'd have when you're sitting on like a spirit flight home in, oh. in the back row by the toilet because you just stole a fucking government F-16 to get fucked? This is nuts. <laughs> and cheat on your wife? This is so crazy. Like and it's, then, a, it's a power move for sure. And then he's saying it didn't happen. It's no, like, he's saying it didn't happen as he works at the post office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen. Uh, what? Let's move there's on. There's a lot of... We, we, there's so much paper trail. But to be fair, like first time you meet up with a chick after you've been flirting on a dating app or something and you show up in an F-16... Yeah. Man, that's a power move. Pante is getting drizz out. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, gosh. Wow. That's insane. Man well, crashes into tree after driving with his head out of car window like in Ace Ventura. <laughs> I love this. This is some shit I would do. It makes my friend laugh. It's a story from Lincoln, Nebraska. This is so funny. Hey, I'm going to be in Lincoln, Nebraska doing stand up oh, next weekend. Next weekend. Come to those shows. And I'm in Dallas, Texas this weekend. Friday show sold out. Come to Saturday. A man was taken into custody and processed for DUI after crashing his car into a tree, according to a police accident report. The report says that the man was driving eastbound on South Cotner Boulevard near 56th Street when he veered off the road, striking and uprooting a tree in a nearby yard and coming to rest after colliding with a retaining wall. The man told officers that he had crashed because his windshield wipers weren't working and he was forced to drive with his head out the window like Ace Ventura. Oh, my God. The report says the report says that the man had a BAC of uh, 0.137. That's that's not a time. It wasn't black. He's drunk. He's drunk. Too drunk to drive. I mean, he's drunk for a normal person. Like my mom with that BAC would be fucking tipsy and falling on the no, floor. No, for sure. But I'm just it's just funny that he's driving this fucking. Why was he driving? Was his windshield cracked? This is almost. No, his windshield wipers don't work. You, oh. See, that's something oh. we forget about also. You live yeah. in Los Angeles, you forget. <laughs> you remember when your windshield wipers would break? So he was driving in the rain with his head out the window? Is his head out the window? <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, is this, this, this is, is a wet story I've This is a wet, drunk guy. <laughs> This and he tells the funniest the cops, image. You know, officer, like, uh, you know, uh, like Ace Ventura. This is the funniest story I've ever. Just the image itself is oh, yeah. so funny. You can feel it. He just you can keeps, see it very he's clear. He's driving in the rain. It's raining so hard he can't see through his windshield. So he thinks <laughs> he can stick it. his head out the window and that will help. No. When I would say when I was like 15, 14 years old, we, uh, we, we had Christmas in Grand Rapids at my aunt and uncle's house, and one of my other uncles went out to warm up everyone's car. That's like a thing that people, you know, yeah, it's a know, nice thing go, to do. Go I'm gonna, start it we'll up. start everyone's cars, get them warmed up. He cranked on the windshield wiper on, on our automobile, <laughs> and it just cracked off. So now, Christmas Eve night, fucking snowstorm. My father has to drive home with the windows down, in the front seat and my sister and my mother in the back because there's no windshield wiper. So <laughs> both of us have to wiping. No, both of us have our heads like out the window because you can only see part of the windshield. Oh, because my of the snow. God. And he was just so steamed. <laughs> 
goddamn Uncle George. <laughs> my fucking, dad, the whole way home, just, son of a, jeez. Because uh, my dad doesn't curse. Oh, my and gosh. And it's just, jeez, jeez uh, Louise. Uh, come on, Michael. Michael, wipe the window <laughs> off. <laughs> and we're just terrified. Driving from Grand Rapids, Michigan, to Saginaw, Michigan, is like two hours in fucking cornfields and yeah. shit. And it's whiteout, whiteout shit going on. Mm-hmm. And your father just screaming the whole time while your mother backseat drives and shudders in fear. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a horrible, horrible memory. The the first time I I went to Chicago with my friend Adam Gottschalk, we went to a Cubs game and his dad drove and his dad was like merging in traffic. And I was like, wait, why isn't your dad screaming? (laughs) Like, because whenever my dad merges, he's like, am I good? Like he, because we all, you know, you look out for him. I'm like, like it's part, of, like it's your fault, or like no, no. So- but he's just like, look over. I am I doing? Am I good to get over? You know? And I'm just like, wait, your dad doesn't make everyone else drive for him. <laughs> Driving as a committee. Yeah, like yeah. Which is you know, fucking he, Denver. He's, right, he's doing everybody a favor. Is, he's getting us there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that's either. great. Dad, dad driving stuff. Moms, when, the first time you start driving, when they fucking do the phantom break, they almost fucking kick the. Like the passenger uh-huh. side on the floor, they like almost kick through the floor because they're like break, which, break, break, which makes you almost get into an accident. Oh, it's so scary! It's terrifying. It's yeah. like, hey, don't fucking! I barely know how to drive. Yeah. You're stomping on the floor, screaming at the me. Ang- it's not gonna help. You're things. not helping our anxiety, my man. Let's get into some power food. Ooh, getting toasty, getting delicious. This is titled. Um, it's actually where I'm shifting something from the uh, P-mail into oh, okay. here because this was a better power foods subject than okay. anything else that could be uh, found on the internet. And you have to lo- applaud someone. Mm-hmm. Chocolate fudge power move Christmas edition. Hey, daddies. Spilled with, spelled with a T-H. Oh, wow. Fucking best fans. The best fucking fans in the world. Absolutely. I used to work in an office in a relatively blue collar industry. We were a distributor with many different vendors. And as you can imagine, all of our product reps would cater lunches or bring in homemade pies and candies from late November through Christmas. A few years ago, one rep brought a tray of cookies, peppermint bark, bucket balls, and chocolate-covered pretzels and fudge. Everything a good daddy needs for the holiday. With a TH. The holiday. Damn, what a great fucking guy. Get, and he, getting fired right before the holidays. Holidays, daddy. Oh, they're giving you a Kick you in the butt. Give you a computer and steal your watch. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, anyone familiar with office culture can tell you that when free food is up for grabs, you have to stake your claim early. So I grab my treats quick and then tuck them into my desk. Yeah, you've got to. Fucking office people will breathe on and fucking go through the fucking free food like goddamn raccoons. I'm eating. If I don't get first dibs, I don't want your fucking flu casserole or brownies that have been sitting out covered in filth all day i only eat whatever i bring to the office like for me it's crab dip and wheat thins guess what (laughs) i'm eating that whole tub that's it yeah you're not touching the fucking brownies i finished my treats and got up to piss a few minutes later as i walked down the hall i looked up to see one of my coworkers eating a large block of chocolate fudge on his way out of the bathroom He saw the look of horror on my face, but smiled and said, and said he took more than he could eat on the way to the men's room and didn't know what to do. Besides, he said, taking a bite of the fudge, I only peed. (laughs) No, no, we've talked about this. 
eating food in the bathroom. Doo-doo particles are in the air when you go into the bathroom. You can't bring food in there. I can barely brush my teeth with my own toothbrush in my own bathroom just knowing about the doo-doo particles going into my mouth. Oh, that's pretty solid. And you're eating. I mean, this is like in Caddyshack when Bill Murray eats the Baby Ruth candy bar that everyone thinks is a turn. Yeah. Coming out of the bathroom eating a big block of <laughs> of poop looking food. Oh, that's you're really gonna funny. assume the worst. That's a great. What a great. What a fantastic image. This was over five years ago, and the question has haunted me ever since. I can't look at Fudge the same way now. <laughs> was this a disgusting act of depravity or a power move befitting a daddy, David from the Philly Burbs? What um, up, David? Fucking great story, my man. Uh, I don't think I think go that, gritty. I think it's a power move. Yeah, I love gritty. Uh, I think man. it's a power move because I have no problem eating. Like we've talked about, I'll eat soup on the fucking New York City subway. Like yeah. nothing bothers me. Um, it's it might be a power move, but it's fucking gross. Sure, you don't. Oh God, I mean, he's just standing there. Like he, you can just picture him too taking a leak. With a with the it's, fudge in his mouth, kind of hanging. It's out, odd. Like it's odd. Cigar. It's a drunk. It's like I'm trying to think when I might take food into the bathroom, and it's only if I'm hammered and it's pizza that I'm holding. <laughs> that you're you're holding the pizza. But I'm saying like if I'm like at in New York and like I have oh. pizza and I'm like on the move. New like, York is different. All rules go out the window in New York. New yeah. York is just a, a big cesspool of filth. It's You'd just terrifying. Really, uh, yeah. Although I can't agree with you eating soup on the New York City subway. Oh, it's delicious. Ugh. Let's get into some power booth. And I'm showing another more love to the daddies. Yeah. More love to the daddies. We got a, I got a better power booze uh, segment because of something a daddy sent me than anything that I could find on the internet. All right, let's hear it. It's fucking great. Uncle Ryan's cheap booze advent sack. I'm so fucking excited about this. This is a new thing I have not heard of. I don't know if he invented it. But it's fucking genius. Uh, this is a thing I did a couple years back. And he sent pics. The pics are going to go up on the Instagram so you can see them. Uh, I'll put them up right after the show. This is a thing I did a couple years back that I decided to resurrect for 2018. Same paper bag with original artwork and all. It's stuffed with largely shitty minis from the dollar barrel at the liquor store near my office. 25 bottles, like an honest-to-goodness candy advent calendar. Mm -hmm. I've already drank one, so I'll have to replenish. <laughs> I had the same problem last go-round. Anyway, this old brown sack felt like a good fit for the pod. May it be an inspiration to degenerates near and far. Happy holidays, Ryan, who is at Canned Rock on Insta. Okay, so he has just a sack filled with 25 mini bottles? Yeah, it looks great. He's got like a, a lovely little display with some okay. with some holiday decoration. Sure. And then he's got a brown bag, which is the booze advent calendar that he puts 25 advent uh, 25 airplane bottles in. <clears throat> I don't trust myself with that. I here's, would... here's the thing. He sent me a follow-up email and... He said it's almost gone. Yes, no, this is this is just And I told him that's why we can't have whiskey or like no. even chips in our house. No, no chips, eaten, no whiskey. Those munchies, Frito Lay fucking chips coming to the house. You'll eat those. Oh, I'll eat the whole bag. Crab dip I can't do anymore. You don't even you just you just open it up like a feed bag and dump it into your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part of the dust at the bottom. So yeah, I was like, this is great in theory, but it sounds like he's an alcoholic. And if you're an alcoholic, <laughs> you're not going to do one mini bottle of booze a day. I don't wanna say that he's not maybe he just likes you know, he's he, he, I said he sounds like he's an alcoholic. I'm right. not saying anything negative. I'm just, if this is what you do, you're making fun games out of drinking, which is fine and wonderful. I don't feel like that you were going to have the, um, the, uh, uh, 
what willpower to like when you're buzzed up, be like, and you're out of booze, be like, well, I got 24 mini bottles over there. I'll <laughs> just get them tomorrow. Oh, you know me, Brooks. I drink those fuckers. They'd be two days. It would be two would, days tops. Yeah, you'd be giggling about it, and I'd be like, I should take you to fucking promises. Look at this DeKuyper watermelon schnapps. <laughs> oh boy, my my best friend growing up, Reese, is probably the funniest guy on, I've ever met. He would always, whenever we'd go get beer, he would drink two mini liquor bottles in the store, and he would say he claims they're free if they leave in your tummy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's like the Pat Oswalt has says the word tummy when he in on his first album. He talks about doers. Doers. I'll sneak you into the movies in my tummy. Yeah. No, it's great. That was always yeah. one of my favorite bits. Applebee's Dollar Jolly Brooks. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about the new we it's December uh well it's, it'll be the 7th or the 6th for you the listener. It's the 5th for us, but I forgot to even check on what the new Applebee's dollar drink for the for the Christmas season was going to be? It Jolly Roger? It's no, 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 no. It's way, way worse, Brooks. What is it called? <laughs> the Dollar Jolly. Oh, the Dollar Jolly. Applebee's is putting the Jolly in the holidays with the new neighborhood drink of the month. The December drink, the Dollar Jolly, a vodka-based cocktail, is one dollar. <laughs> Comes oh in two God. festive colors. And two is made, colors. And is made with a choice of cherry or green apple Jolly Rancher mix. Oh my. God. As an added bonus, my face a, would just be so red. A Jolly Rancher hard candy is served on the side. We oh. create we created a drink to help spread the cheer as friends and loved ones gather together during the holidays. Patrick Kirk Applebee's vice president of beverages said, "Yeah, nothing spreads cheer like dollar drinks at a bar. The Dollar Jolly embodies the holiday spirit, joy, delight, and good times. Oh, and vodka too." <laughs> Good so that's what he fucking said. Yeah, wow. Yeah, you know how the family gathers around and has dollar vodka <laughs> drinks at Applebee's while while the kids have the nine ninety nine like three three Edoms for twenty bucks. That's is insane. Is that what the I, I don't wish know. that was what their fucking value it's, three buy three fucking deal would be it was called. Basically the, the thing the, is like the three Edoms. Yeah, it's like a date for two for twenty bucks, and it's like, you know, you pick two entrees. An appetizer and a dessert for 20 bucks, and it's probably called the Edoms now, fatty. Hey, kids, you gotta drive home. Your dad's too sticky from these dollar jollies. Dollar <laughs> jollies. Big red face. Yeah, I tried to spread some holiday cheer. I'm gonna be throwing up a sugar bath. It's like his white dad Oxford weave just covered in red and <laughs> green stains. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is so gross. That's uh, okay. I've so, had one. I've had a dollar drink from Applebee's. You have not it had comes, the dollar jolly. It comes, fr- it comes out of a big fucking, because uh, I asked. I was like, where's this coming from? They mix them in five-gallon buckets. Yeah, it comes correct. out of a bucket, and I was like, is there alcohol in this? And then the bar- bartender was like, yeah, I wouldn't drink too many of them. Man, though. you could put fucking gasoline in there. Jolly Rancher, whatever the Jolly Rancher mix is, has to be able to cover up any fucking thing. Yeah, that sounds insane. Chili's is getting the act, though, Brooks. The Chili's, our favorite, our personal favorite uh, chain restaurant. I like Chili's. I like their uh, I like their corn on the cob. Yeah. Okay. That's a real fucking random weird thing I, to like at Chili's, Brooks. I love it's Chili's just corn, corn on the cob. It's just corn. Corn on the cob. You'd like corn on the cob is what you're saying. Yeah, but they do it right. <laughs> they do. How does Chili's do their corn on the cob right? It's got, it's got some seasoning on it. It's grilled a little bit. It's not just boiled. It's special. They do it special. They, they do it real good. 
Okay, so Chili's, which we obviously talk about all the time and, and just adore. Chili's says its new $5 margarita of the month is reindeer approved. The December drink available. See, five bucks. Chili's? How are you going to get in the ring with bees with five bone drink when you can get a bone, one bone drink from fucking Applebee's or Chili's, man? Um, Applebee's. I got it. Applebee's. I've got a great story about Chili's and the, um, the margarita. I'm in Puerto Rico and uh, over New Year's a few years ago and uh we go to um what's puerto rico's capital i sound like a fucking idiot i don't know i don't go anywhere san juan so uh, we're in san juan uh it's me and my girlfriend at the time and i'm like let's get out of here let's go to some place let's go to fucking chili's mm-hmm. we're in puerto rico yes, decide to go to chili's guess who's at the bar alone at the puerto rico chili's jared logan our comedian friend from Chicago is also on vacation in Puerto Rico and has decided he's done with Puerto Rican food and wants Chili's margaritas. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, we hey are the man, I need chili We are the biggest pieces of fucking Terrible trash on the planet. We flew to Puerto Rico to eat at Chili's. It's fucking great. I would do that. I'd do that a thousand percent. Really bonded us. Really, we got we got a great story when we hang out. I bet that Chili's was fucking breezy, easy breezy cover. Here's girl, what I man. love about the Chili's. In the Applebee's does it too with their marks. They give you the tumbler so that you you fill up your margarita and then you got a little. You know, it's like when you get a shake and they mm-hmm. leave you know the extra shake yep. with the little malt cup. Oh, yep. I like being my own bartender. It's yeah. exciting. It's the best. It's because mm. you think you're, you think it's all gone. No, uh-uh. no, I'm gonna pour that in there. The December drink available at participating locations is called the Res- Red Nose Rita, and Chili's describes it as a festively delicious mix of Sousa Blue, Cointreau, uh, Monin Raspberry Syrup, and Strawberry puree, puree for a very berry premium Rita. It also includes a blinking red ice cube. Shut the fuck up! This is this sounds great. I like how they call it a, ro- a red nose margarita. Like that's the sign of like a fucking booze hound. Like, they got a red nose. Uh huh. It's the WC Fields margarita. Yeah. Hey, you'll oh, be dead soon. Come too. on over to Bukowski. This is one's called the Bukowski. It's, you know how he drank just chill. <laughs> and you know how Charles Bukowski always loved uh, the red nose Ritas, right? <laughs> Made with <laughs> with blackberry syrup and strawberry puree. If you ever get one of these drinks. Ask for light sugar. Ask for soda instead of also, some of the Also, send mix. us a photo. I don't know if I'm going to be at a Chili's before Christmas, and I want to see this blinking red cube. I just went, as we talked about on, I believe, the previous episode, and yeah, I don't think I'll be able to get back. I got I, I want to steal the cube, Ooh, I'll be in Dallas this weekend, maybe, and I'll be with Rutherford. I'll talk him into Chili's. Do you think it's a... Yeah, you definitely should go. Do you think that it is a electronic ice cube, and then the rest of the ice is normal? Yes. Yeah, but is it somehow they freeze yeah, a device I, it, into ice? Yes. No, it's a it's an ice it's an electronic ice cube. It says ice cube doesn't say fake. Whatever. False advertising. That's why I want to. I'm interested. I'm curious. I'm gonna. This is a call to action, Brooks. Yeah. We need uh, you to go out into the world and get us get one of these. Yeah. Get one of these fucking let, let red know. nose Ritas. Take a photo. Shoot it over. We gotta get we'll fucking get, sponsored, we, man. I know we should be getting sponsored by Chili's. No I should just start doing fake Chili's ads. Yeah, that's essentially all this is. Mm. Let's get into some P-mail with the daddy. You were laughing pretty hard yesterday reading these P-mails. Oh my god, some of these are just fucking so goddamn funny and just absurd. They're just absurd. If you want uh, to be involved in this, you can shoot an email over to Power Moves with Mike Burns at gmail.com and uh, that's where we. Uh, peep all of your personal power moves hello mike and brooks i'm a huge fan of the show and i have 
even converted another daddy to the show too. See, bringing in people That's to the huge. cult. This yep. is a fucking army we're building. This story begins like many of my finer moments. Booze! On this particular evening, I had a date lined up with a neighbor in my apartment complex. Ooh, that's dangerous to do that. She was definitely... Oh, that's, a, that's, that's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know what? We all make bad ones. Yep. This was definitely a primo babe with all the extra topics. Well, there you go, Brooks. You got yeah, I, I mean, make, yeah, you get shooters can shoot. She's premium and extra topics. We both had agreed to head over to a karaoke bar that was approximately two blocks from where we lived. Prior to starting off the night, I decided to do a pregame ritual to ensure that I was primed to have a great time. Also, I'm a cheap asshole and don't want to spend a ridiculous amount of money at the <laughs> bar for two when I had the booze at my house. For sure. <laughs> great. Fucking absolutely correct. Sneak it in in your tummy. I began to do my thing, which consisted of two bottles of MD 2020 key lime flavor. Uh, two bottles of Mad Dog? Two? I don't I mean, even know what this is. It's fucking Mad Dog, Brooks. You're you're too young and obviously not enough of a degenerate. I've drank so much of that shit. A pint of Jack Daniels and three Steel Reserve Tall Boys. This is a cheap asshole. This guy has bought all of the like. This is just like power, like Steel Reserve. Steel Reserve is disgusting. Steel Reserve is like eight percent alcohol, malt liquor, and it will rock also, your fucking brain. And he's it's going awful. into he's going to this date with his neighbor. It, bordering on a blackout. <laughs> this guy's great. I polished off the third tall boy before I entered the bar. Once I entered the bar, I saw my date. And we'll give her a classy name like Baby Doll because Duth de Rhodes would approve daddy. <laughs> oh, listen, listen Baby Doll. Look at this, Brooks. Yeah. Correctly spelled. It's amazing. Unbelievable. I greeted Baby Doll by asking if she was ready to have a great time and also confessing that I've never done karaoke in my life. She instantly lit up and said, you need to do at least one song for me. I, armed with the, I armed with the courage of cheap booze, signed myself up to do Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas. Okie doke. <laughs> that was my favorite song when Jesus I was little. Jesus Christ. This guy is a real Carl Wells. Put, put on the karate song. Oh, this is a very fucking Carl story. This is like, <laughs> this, this mimics Carl behavior. Yeah, this is dad boner. Once I came back to our table, we began making small talk about our favorite movies. I impressed her with my knowledge of the great American tale, Bloodsport. Great fucking movie, man. She seemed very. It's one of the fighting in a half pipe. Oh, I watched it like I watched it like a month ago. Put it on. Fucking so, had a lovely so evening. She seemed very impressed, judging by the look of befuddlement that was fixed on her face. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> she's just staring at him so he shows up and he's just sing, babbling on trash about blood he sports shows up, sings kung fu like basically he's like i never done karaoke wanting to be told to do karaoke does karaoke then explains the 1980s van damme movie so what you don't know about bolo young bolo young has been in like a bunch of movies and you know he's always the big oh <laughs> after approximately Four double well vodka and Red Bulls. So oh, this Jesus. guy is cranked. Dude, man. I oh. began to witness a ton of great performances by everyone that had gone on before me. I knew I had to literally kick this up a notch. I planned to show her my martial arts prowess while doing the song. <laughs> they called me up and I got on stage. This is nuts. I instantly felt at home and I knew this was going to be a performance that would lead to some carnal passions later. You got to show out, man. You got a peacock. The music came on and it was showtime. 
After the first verse, I decided to show off a kick that can only be described as one part Van Damme, one part David Lee Roth, as I recall. I'm going to guess you don't recall a whole no, lot. No, no, this is a two-inch vertical. I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I ended up kicking off an empty Bud Light bottle with the back of my heel from a table that had recently been vacated. The music instantly stopped. The music instantly stopped, and several people that worked at the bar began began to come toward me. You oh, mean no. bouncers came <laughs> toward you? <laughs> <laughs> it was at this time that I looked over at Baby Doll, but she was not impressed by the Van Dam esque spinning heel kick. Oh my God, a spin kick! <laughs> I was, Carl does this. I was completely oblivious to the crowd that was staring at me and physically escorted out of the bar and warned to never come back. <laughs> he had to be fucking blasted. To Did get... you hear all the stuff he drank? Oh, it's oh my God. I can't even fathom drinking that oh, combination no, of things. No, 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 and I no. drank a lot of fucking garbage. Maybe at like age 17 I could handle that. But now I would just puke my guts out and sleep in the bathtub for three days. No, thanks. I was com- okay. I was completely oblivious to the crowd that was staring at me and was physically escorted out of the right. bar and warned to never come back. Suffice to say, Baby Doll did not come outside to join me in a late evening nightcap of Jack in the Box tacos from the night before and oh, the last no. bottle of MD 2020. Jesus. I saw Baby Doll a few times around the apartment, but it was obvious that my <laughs> bad boy martial arts moves were too much for her to handle. <laughs> Anyhow, sending power vibes to Big Toilet all the way from Round Rock, Texas, technically Austin, at High Plains Moron, corn cob of the highest order. This guy's fucking maniac. No, this is a this guy. This guy's wild. This is, a, this, is, this is a wild cat. Woo! Can you imagine doing all that and be not having to move? I would be I would move. I would have to move. Here's the kicker. In the email, this is the extent that this beautiful man has gone to. He sent me a photo of a Wendy's receipt that he had where he gave them the name Big Toilet. And on the top of the receipt, it says, you know, like it'll say Brooks. Right. It says Big Toilet. Posted on Graham. It's going on the Graham. It's one of the, it made me laugh so fucking hard. The, he must have had to explain, like, what's your name? Big, big, big B I G T to the Oilet. Big Toilet. Yeah. We used to call our neighbor Rat Baby. And uh, and he would uh, we would make him go get Dominoes under the name Rat Baby. <laughs> so Rat fun. Baby, go get the fucking Dominoes. Oh, that's so gross. Love Rat Baby. And we got to get Big Toilet back in the mix. I didn't reach out to Gnarly Zach because we have so many uh, uh, mails and I wanted okay. to get to all of them. And uh, Big Toilet is still kind of MIA, but uh, we're going to try and coax him back into the program. I like it. Much love to Big Toilet. Much love to Gnarly Z. All right. Let's move on. The P-style debate continues, Brooks. It keeps fucking rocking on. Oh, yeah. First, uh, this one is called Dual Action Pisser. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sup, daddies. I'll start by saying I love both of your pods and everything you deliver. So this whole how do you pee topic has got me a bit introspective. I noticed one day that some guys who pull their penis through the zipper actually use it as a power move. So what they do is they do this little squat move when pulling, pushing through the zipper hole. The power move there is, the deeper the squat, the bigger it infers your main vein is. 
This is interest. This is pretty fucking smart. This is somebody's. This is going to be submitted to a fucking science. This magazine. is like because you know you do that. Sure. They do that. You know the guys with like the and it's always a guy like at mm-hmm. a at a urinal in an office with like dress sure. slacks on, yeah. really tucking down, like sure. doing that, like where he grabs the pants and kind of shakes it around All afterwards. Right. As for me, I used to be a full unbelt, unzip access pisser. That's what I am. That's what you are, Brooks, I believe. Yes. 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 But in the last year, I've lost about 100 pounds. Good for fucking you, man. Wow. And dropped 12 pant sizes. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's fucking awesome. 100 pounds and 12 pant sizes. You can see your pain again. Wow. Fucking rad. However, I still have the same belt that's now a mile longer than my cock. I do a full on belt of the pisser. That's one of the crassest uh, sentences I've ever read. Right. I have to read it again for my enjoyment to hear it in the phones. However, I still have the same belt that's now a mile longer than my cock when Jesus, I do a full unbelt dude. at the pisser. No, thanks, man. I didn't like how you read that. <laughs> oh, you saying that you don't like it means you, you're, you're ashamed that you actually do? No. So without being conscious of it, and after several drops of the belt and into the urinal, I'm switched to going through the zipper hole. However, I never forget to squat deep every time I pee in public. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, it's okay. all worth it for that sentence for me. Well, also, good. it makes sense. You know, this is logical. This is a logical... You know, I think the most logical thing is, you know, if you can get your life together enough to lose 100 pounds and drop 12 pant sizes, you get a fucking belt. Get a new belt. <laughs> I think that's the most logical. Maybe he likes the fact... You know, it's like... It reminds him, hey, I used to be this big, but sure. now I'm small. Yeah, I get attached to belts. Brooks, uh, you went pretty hard at a listener for his opinions on uh, his pee style. And also, he played a game where he would untie his shoe and have yeah, I went babes try off. and tie the shoe. I, don't, I, did not, I do not like that guy. Yeah, well, he, that's the thing. is, I, I tried to email. I said, man, we rip on each other all day long. As comedians, we break balls on our friends. That's yeah. just what the lifestyle is. The meaner you are to someone, the more you probably like them. Mm, so I don't like this guy. <laughs> well, he wrote an email, and well, we, have to, we have to enjoy it. In response to this, hey, I listened to the episode where you read my email, and it was not an easy listen to me. And I'm doing this because <laughs> everyone deserves a goddamn voice. That's the point of this. Everyone should be in, gets to be involved. You don't just sweep this under the rug. This man has a beef with you, Brooks. We're going to get into it. Hash it out at the table, shake hands, and go home. Okay. I expected some pushback along the lines of your reaction, but Brooks was unexpected. (laughs) So I feel like I need to clear the air a bit about some of the concerns the two of you raised. So this gentleman is very, very uh, hardcore. Uh, Unzip the pants, pull the wiener through the fly hole of your boxers, and then tuck it back in. See, that wasn't even my problem with him. The my problem was was he played a game in college. Now, to be it fair, made girls t- he made girls tie his shoe. He thought it was thought funny. Was weird. He'd be like, can you tie my shoe? It is very weird. It is very weird. But I, we all have done a lot of weird things. I don't actually care about how you go to the bathroom. <laughs> you can sit down missionary style at the toilet for all it means to me. I only heard you two discuss a method that I knew was the default behavior for anyone. Obviously, if you're wearing sweats or other workout attire, you're going to bend and go over the top. I only wanted to send a lighthearted jab, and it turned out to be stars overhead. <laughs> press select style. Press select style uppercut. I apologize for that. Wow. Never apologize. Yeah. I'm not packing a soup can for a pecker, but the zipper's teeth aren't really an issue. Even if they were, it's not like they're razor blades. I'd be more concerned with a fictional vagina 
dentata thing than my zipper. I don't know what that is. This guy is all, cra- all sorts of crazy lingo. Yep. Getting urine on my pants is not an issue as well. At least I'm not putting, at least not from putting the junk back in my pants. Splashback, of course, is still a problem I think all men face. Weak stream is also not a problem. And if you have it, a doctor should be consulted because a prostate issue might be a real concern. While the flap in the underwear can be uh, difficult, you just kind of hook it aw- hook it away from your dick when the flow is released. Oh my God, I I can't even. I quit listening. <laughs> Regardless of the shoe tying story, no, I did not get punched or beat up. I was not being manipulative or a creep. I only wanted to amuse myself and my friends while testing the kindness of strangers without an ulterior motive. So I politely asked several girls to tie my shoe for me. I didn't ask any guys because I was fairly certain that they would say no. It's not like I was putting stuff into people's drinks and telling them they'd telling I would see them later. Ooh, that's a shot over the bow at you, Brooks, for being Skittles creep. That's on Halloween. I'm I'm doing a bit. I'm just saying. I, I went. Creepy's creepy. Oh. It, well, yes, very creepy. Was, I was kicked the fuck out of bars. I'm surprised I was never beat the shit out of. It was nuts what I did. All right, we got to fast forward. Again, I'm sorry if I offended either of you. It was not my intent. I'm still an idiot to an extent, but youth and alcohol certainly made my idiocy worse back then. Oh, it was a, I was the worst as a college student. I was terrible. We were just sure. like, we were just like th- find a bike and throw it off a, a roof. We would just throw so, so many bikes in the river. I did so insane. many ba- I did so many bad things. Yeah. I, I bricks I, through windows for no reason. We're just idiots. Oh Terrible. I, I one time, I uh, I I broke into uh, a neighbor's house, and I uh, took a bunch of panties and I grilled what? them. It was bad. It's the worst thing uh, I've you ever done. Grilled and I, I underwear. Paid, yeah. Yeah, uh, you went. You do. Hold on. Let's, we had one of those like Archie comics kind of fucking vibes where like all the dudes in one house were dating all the chicks in the in the other house, okay. and one of my friends said, "Oh, you should go and take my girlfriend's underwear and grill them all." <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like four in the morning. This it's is- fucking shit's getting wild. We both break into the house. I grill all the panties. I don't know as a young man. That women's underpants, I just think they're like 50 cents each. Turns out they're expensive, and I had to pay for them. And I felt so fucking guilty and bad for doing that. But yeah, at the time, it's, it's gross. What are you doing? Weird. Grilling panties. It's tough to explain. I'm a fucking psychotic person, yeah. and I've tried to make amends. <laughs> we all have to admit our faults and uh, say that we're sorry. Yeah, right. that's insane. Peace to that daddy who wrote that, of course. Yeah, I'm sorry I went at you so hard, but... Uh... I do it again in a heartbeat. Don't don't brag about making girls tie your shoes. It's weird. <laughs> Mystery popcorn shit. All right, let's lighten it up. Okay. Mystery popcorn turd. Okay. I work at a large engineering firm in Kansas City, and after the holiday oh, weekend, oh whoa, I might have worked there. Is it Cerner? Well, I don't know. I had an internship at one of the largest engineering uh, software companies in Kansas City, Cerner. Hit I us, worked there for hit, hit us up if it's Cerner. Give us the four one. Yeah, Cerner is where I didn't do any work. That's where I learned, uh, first of all, how to flip a pen on my. You know how you can flip a pen mm-hmm. on your finger, like a finger, like do a little yeah. flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned how to do that. At Cerner. Cerner is also where I emailed myself every single Harry Potter book and just read them all through Microsoft Outlook. Oh, that's fucking dynamite. Yeah, 
I work at a large engineering firm in Kansas City, and after the holiday weekends, the bathrooms are always extra stinky with the aftermath of excessive bold flavors and too many cold ones, just like your airplane the other uh, day. Yeah, airplane. It's the stink plane. It's not uncommon to see a disgruntled person exiting the bathroom after they encounter a shitter is full situation. Oh my <laughs> gosh, this does not sound like Cerner. Cerner is very high. One Tuesday after a memorial weekend, I was relieving myself at the urinal closest to where the line of the bathroom stalls start. I glanced down at the floor and saw a brown object about the size and shape of a peanut M&M next to my shoe. I thought to myself, is that what I think it is? Sure enough, I looked at a, a bit closer and it was in fact human shit. How could it have gotten there? Oh my my mind raced. Did someone shit themselves at the urinal and it fell through their pant leg? <laughs> it, this appeared to be a popcorn turd about the size of a fingertip. And my theory is that someone pooped their pants and was cleaning up in the stall. A turd fell to the tile, and due to its density, it didn't splatter, but rolled towards the urinal. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. What? I quickly sidestepped around it to avoid getting in the doo-doo. A few hours later, I was back at the bath, back at the bathroom, and to my delight, someone had stepped in this little no! brown ball of no! not so much fun. Oh, God. Somebody stepped in the human shit at work. Oh. <laughs> you mad? What? Oh! What? What is happening? One time, Where do I work? One time in Iowa, at in Clinton, Iowa, my aunt took us to the movies and she had to leave because she stepped in a baby diaper. Oh, my God. Had left. She's like, she goes, oh, my God. I just stepped on a diaper. Oh, my God. It was full of baby shit. She had I to go home. Until blood she was like out. literally being like, ah, ah, like, yeah, because she stepped in a baby <gasps> diaper. And she's like, okay, you guys after the movie. And we're like, what the fuck type of hood ass movie theater? <sighs> Who's changing their babies? There were shit streaks up and down the tile floor where someone tried to wipe it off their shoe. <laughs> so someone's just smearing the shit all around. I never did find out who stepped in the poo, but I'd give a week's pay just to be a fly on the wall and see the reaction. Can you imagine stepping in human shit with your dress shoes? The oh lesson is keep your head on a swivel when encountering a heavily populated restroom, especially after holiday weekend. Stay safe out there. That's, oh, that's fucking... Ugh. No, Ugh. I didn't like any of that. Just like I just got the shivers. You can picture that doo doo all s just scraped around. No the thanks, floor man. Let's smear. Who's shitting on the floor? Oh, I guess I shit on the towel. <laughs> yeah, it happens. You shit on a towel. <laughs> it happens. It happens. It happens. In the beginning of this show. I know. I know. It happens. All right. I love this one. This is fucking great. Hmm. Power moves of yore. This is a throwback story from a daddy. And it's from a lady daddy. A lady daddy. Yeah. Fucking rad story. Hey, guys. I was going to send this to Brooks for entry level, but I decided it's more of a power move for all the daddies out there. I'm scooping your material, Brooks. How dare you? Scooping. Well, I mean, this is, this is, you're, you're here too. This is, this is nice. Sure. Nice glue together. Check out entry level. With yeah. Wheeling. Listen to my podcast where I interview people. It's very different than people stepping in shit stories, but yep. not too different. Yep. Not too different. I worked at a dry cleaner in Iowa. Go Hawks. During my dirtbag late teens for about three years. My job was at a hub, not an actual dry cleaning facility. So a van just came to pick up our shit and take it to the actual plant once a day. I was pretty dead most of the time, and after a few months, my boss, who was also a woman, I'm a lady daddy, lady daddy, started leaving me alone for the days I worked and letting me lock up. It was a pretty sweet, 
albeit boring, gig. But of course, my dirtbag teen ass never found a sweet gig that I immediately didn't turn to take a mile situation. So, um, Give an inch, take a mile. Yeah, 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 yeah. But out of context, it's difficult to read, bro. Sure. No, I understand. And one day, uh, my friend gave me some Vicodin, so I decided it would be fine to just pop two of those bad boys and hang out at my chill job. You don't need two Vicodins. I mean, look, when I got, I got spinal meningitis my senior year of- That's medicinal. No, but I'm saying me and my, me and Reese ate, we split, I had 15. We each took seven and went to the casino. <laughs> oh my <laughs> You're just fucking, you're like, your body is made of water. I don't know what. Sloshing around. We were like sitting at a $5 blackjack table and I was like, Reese, I can't fucking do this. And he was like, me neither, man. Like it was nuts. And then, and then I needed it. We just blew through it in a day. And then I was like, I'm still trying to get over (laughs) spinal meningitis. My back. Yeah. My back. I need my pills. Yeah. It's because we live like such scumbags. I love this. About an hour into this dumb, dumb Vicodin adventure, I had the bright idea to take a chance and lay down on the floor in the back of the dry cleaner office to flick the old bean. Jesus. (laughs) Whoa. Vicodin is a hell of a drug. It had me feeling like a fuzzy, fuzzy Muppet. This is nuts. This chick goes in the office. She's so fucked up, she goes to masturbate in the back of the store. (laughs) Jesus. And what I love, what I love about this, Brooks, feeling like a fuzzy, fuzzy Muppet is is a reference to like years ago, Dad Boner did ecstasy or something. Yeah. And I wrote it while I did ecstasy. I right. think for the last time, because I can't handle it. I'm too no, old. I haven't touched that like, shit in a while. And I wrote about Carl just babbling on. I feel like a Muppet, a fuzzy, yeah. fuzzy Muppet. Oh, um, man. This well, is- I, I, hosted, I hosted Outside Lands in San Francisco, and a guy wearing a wolf clothes, they, they let me give out free free VIP tickets. to mm-hmm. you know They're like, here's 15 to give out. And um, I, I just traded them for ecstasy. <laughs> Oh boy, fucking jerking off at work on Vicodin is awesome. To my dumbass surprise, I'm zoned out trying to haplessly to jerk it on the floor. This this is insane. (laughs) To my dumbass surprise, as I'm zoned out trying haplessly to jerk it on the floor, I hear the employee's only entrance click unlocked. Well, fuck, I thought, I don't have time to get up and not be obvious. Instead of acting like a normal person at work, because that ship had fucking sailed straight into a goddamn maelstrom <laughs> helmed by Captain Dos Vikes, I oh pretended that God. I had fainted. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not entirely odd for me to randomly faint. I have a weird condition that makes my blood pressure and my heart rate wonky, so I actually do pass out randomly on occasion. <laughs> All right, so this continues as dialogue. Me lays on the floor with my eyes closed and my tongue out a little bit. My boss pokes me lightly on the shoulder with her foot. Me continues to lay on the floor unmoving. My boss does not care if I'm dead, goes outside, smokes an entire cigarette, comes back in, attempts to foot poke me again. Me, realizing this might go on similarly forever, jolts awake trying to create the illusion that I was unconscious rather than sleeping. 
My boss. Oh, cool. You're okay. <laughs> Me. Oh, wow. I guess I fainted. My boss. You can go home if you want. Me. But I need the money for the day. <laughs> My boss. It's cool. I'll still pay you. I just don't want to deal with the insurance. <laughs> then I called my shady friend who got me into this mess by giving me Vicodin right before work and drove my sad ass home. Despite that cool boss move, this lady was garbage 99% of the time she was my boss. So when I quit, I stole a piece of the puzzle she had hanging on the wall in the break room, knowing that the missing piece would drive her nuts. Wow. Meg. Fucking A, Meg. That is hot shit. You are insane. <laughs> Meg's You're awesome. Crazy. Like... Okay, I don't know, what a story. That subtle psychotic power move at the end where she steals one piece out of a jigsaw mm-hmm. puzzle. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's so debaucherous. And then it ends. It ends like the end of like the <laughs> usual suspects or something. Great job. I mean, what a what a tale. Ah. What a, great, great verbiage. Fucking wonderful stuff from the daddies today. Yeah. Wonderful. Applause. High fives all P- around. Way to go, daddy. All you, around. You, you brought it again with the P-mail. Fifth bump, the daddies. Let's get into some power grooves and then we out. Oh, okay, power grooves. Brooks, uh, do you have a do you have a jam I this week? Every you time. always forget. You know what's happening. It's not like it doesn't happen every fucking time, Brooks. All right, I'll do mine first. My song of the week is "I Want to See the Bright Lights Tonight" by Richard and Linda Thompson. It is a fucking great song about the weekend being so special. Uh, like it gets you in a chill mode. It gives you this. This, this this hopefulness, this excitement about the weekend to happen. So put it on Thursday night, getting ready for the weekend. Friday, getting ready for the weekend. Ooh, we play it. It is a chill fucking jam. And I never heard about this. I've only listened to this over and over and over again for like three weeks. Uh, I was at, this is the kind of jam that you put on when you go to a dive bar on a Friday. And you're with your buddies and you know you're just going to have a good time. And, uh, uh. Uh, our friend Vince Averill, our dear friend at the We Watch Wrestling Podcast, uh, had it on at the Roost, my favorite dive bar in Los Angeles, and I screenshotted it, and I was going through my pictures, deleting some stuff, and I was like, oh, shit, I must have been fucked up and enjoying the song. Sure enough, I fucking love it. I want to see The Bright Lights Tonight by Richard and Linda Thompson. Check that shiz out. Dead okay. End. Mine is, mine is, I've been in a melancholy mood, uh, and I like this... Uh, this cool artist called Lucy Dacus Mm -hmm. and she's got a cool song called map on a wall Yeah, and it's great. It's real sad and haunting, but it's real good. It's got a positive message because I like to travel. It's uh, like at this thing where she says like a map on the, like don't have a map on the wall. Just go see the world. And I was like, that's dope. That's like, that's like like something, some saying that I could see you having framed and in your bed. I don't frame shit. You know what I mean, Brooks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very Brooks like that. That's sentimentality of traveling to make Brooks's wiener hard. Yeah. Yeah. Just the idea of like, go see the world. Fuck it all. Uh, so map on a wall by Lucy Dacus, but it's sad. And it is, don't put it on at the bar. (laughs) Maybe it'll be like, what the fuck? Maybe listen to that on the way to work on, Monday. Oh when no, you kill yourself. kill yourself. It's just good. It's a good message about getting out there and seeing the world. And uh, she's also a really rad musician who has performed uh, for my friend Sean Muller, who runs cool shows in Davenport, Iowa. Fucking sweet, Brooks. Yeah, I saw her at South by Southwest this year. She was awesome. Thank you so much, B Dubs. It has been a pleasure. What a delight. This has been a nice cloudy day. I feel like. It's so much nicer to record when it's when it's overcast and cloudy and cozy inside. Yeah. Couple of, couple of daddies just in here in our sweatpants. Yeah, I gotta go run though. I gotta run, and then I'm gonna, then I'll feel then I'll feel okay about myself. I, I I thought about that, but um, 
I might just have a burr. Who knows? The day is young. I got to pitch a TV show tomorrow. Hey, Daddy, send some power vibes that Brooks sells this TV Please. show. And then that Brooks gives me a job so I can, um, you know, have some money to spend on yeah. more merch for you to buy. Yeah. That, Speaking of, uh, you want to check out uh, www.powermoveswithmikeburns.com. There's still plenty of merch out there. But the problem is, is that I can't guarantee your shipping uh, to receive to to arrive before Christmas if you if you buy anything now. What happens is the stuff like the pillows, the mugs, those take a lot longer to uh, print and ship as opposed to the T-shirts. And I can't fucking figure out the logistics. But I don't daddies wanna... are already getting the mugs. Oh, yeah. But I, I just don't want to be greedy and disappoint anyone. So I'm just saying, like, I can't guarantee your shit to show up on time for Christmas. If you want to still get something, it's going to be late. And you want to take a picture, wrap it up, give it to a loved one, say, hey, this is coming in like, I don't know, hopefully by Christmas, but maybe later. You can still do that. Uh, the Patreon, if you want to go peep that out, um, uh, it's basically begging. We all know that. Anything no, like just put this. A link, put a link to it in the uh, episode description. Yeah, it will. It's, uh, it's, just scroll it's, down in this episode. You'll give a link to the Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash power moves with Mike Burns. There's a link in this episode description. I, what if I forget, Brooks? You won't. Uh, so it's just a hassle. I got to find the link and copy and paste it. Just fucking put it in. All right. And then it takes up so much space in the episode description. I, Tiny I, URL. God. Figure it out. I don't know how to do that. I'm I'll teach you. I'm 43 years gonna old, teach, Brooks. I've, I can barely figure out any of this I have, shit. I have pieced this goddamn podcast together. You do all the work, but I figured out all the fucking stuff. You figure out a couple things. I figured I taught you how to edit podcasts. This taught you true. how to get the podcast equipment. Full credit. Yes. So I, I, got, I got to say, I deserve a lot of credit for this podcast and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it, but I will teach you how to fucking put links in the episode description. And also I think you should put our power tunes of the week, at least the names of them so people can copy paste. All right. Well, then it's just a, having no incentive for you to go and listen to the program, though. No, I'm saying copy paste. We say we have <gasps> our, we have our power tunes. People have already forgotten that I did a Dagus map on a wall. I don't remember what you did, and I was right here. <laughs> I don't remember so I'm saying anything. just fucking put the thing down there. You just be concise. You got to be concise. All right. Either I'm, way, I'm making, I love you, Mike. I'm making all the. I'm having I fun doing this. Come see me in Dallas. I'll be in Lincoln. Uh, come come support me. Thank. you. Watch, watch me do good stand-up comedy. Support Brooks trying to fucking get out there and hustle, for God's sake. Yeah, God it's nice. Sake. Pack shows are more fun. Thank you so much to the daddies. Please, I uh, love those five-star reviews. Oh, boy, it makes me so excited. And if you want to email anything to Power Moves with Mike Burns at Gmail, uh, we love to hear from the daddies. It's so sweet when I get it. Ooh, look at that. A daddy sent me some love. Oh, we appreciate everything you do, daddies. And uh, yeah, if you're, if you're at any of the shows or you see us poking around Los Feliz, say what's up, daddy. Really looking forward to the weekend, you guys. Making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power.